Our new thing is just eight bit opens. Dude, I'm into it. Of popular songs. So Here comes the chorus. It's my favorite part. It does it does a really fun thing at the chorus. Here we go. You know it. I love it. Uh, the song that saved I'm at so... least one wedding reception that I know of. Yeah. I love it. Well, it's, uh, it's it's saved a couple that I've been to. Yeah, it has. Uh, that that's that's I believe that is the uh, Chris and Chris national anthem. Oh, I would say so. I think it is. So uh, when you hear the national anthem, you know that it's an all new episode of Best Friends in the World. And man, we got a, uh, a hell of a show after last week's show. We've been getting all kinds of feedback about last week's show. It's a, it's a little mixed uh, that think it was some of the funniest stuff that they've ever heard. And then also how cruel and um, mean we are. Well, oh. it's only going to get worse this week because we got follow-ups on pretty much everything this week. We got yeah. a lot of follow-ups. But we're just trying to be men of the people. That's we all we want to be. Yeah. We're, so we're going to have another installment of um, of uh, Chris and Chris Talk to America, Meet America, whatever it is that we decide that we were going to call it. Uh, we've got ooh, Chris and Chris do America. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll follow. <laughs> we'll we'll follow the Beavis and Butthead path. Um, so we've got yeah. that. Uh, we've got a follow up to our our Craigslist email. I don't want to say scam or trolling, but uh, you know, our, our follow up to our, our our Craigslist email project. We just have a really full show. But first, before we get to all of that, before we get to all of that, I want to take a little peek into the future, and I want to give you a special shout-out for a tremendous interview uh, with Jared from the Lexington Comic and Toy Con and uh, that's posted on our, our Facebook page that uh, kind of gives a sneak preview of LexCon and some of the challenges that go into building out a convention. And uh, it was it was really well done. I really enjoyed it because uh, I didn't see it until you posted it. Uh, I didn't. I, I wasn't sure if it would be easy to email or send out a nine-and-a-half-minute video to anyone. So... <laughs> um, then shout out to Jared, shout out to, uh, you know, his wife, Jamie is the one that handles setting up all the interviews and all of the, the behind the scenes stuff with press and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, shout out to her. She has made this incredibly easy. Both years I've had a chance to um, sit down and talk with Jared. She's been amazing to work with. We basically played ping pong for like an hour and a half trying to get, like nail down a date and time where we could all get together and um, also shout out to the hostess at the Hyatt uh, restaurant over there attached to the convention center who uh, just said, I don't care what you do and pointed us towards the back of the restaurant since they weren't sitting anyone there and let us go talk. They know how dangerous it is to tell one of us, I don't care what you do and then point, right? True. Like, if they don't, they should. It's bad. It's bad news. It's, it's how you get pending litigation. <laughs> That's how we ended up, uh, possibly, hypothetically, stealing a nameplate from a convention a few years ago. Yeah, and uh, pieces of a couch. That gives away what it was, it's true. though. That's <laughs> happened. That's happened. That really gives that away. But that's okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we're not here to protect the innocent. So, uh, no, we're really looking forward to We're going to be uh, live doing all sorts of uh, live posting, photos, videos, uh, we're going to record an episode or two or more 
the weekend of LexCon. So, um, you know, that's the, the last weekend in March. So we're going to be out there, the uh, Lexington Convention Center, historic downtown Lexington, Kentucky. It's always a fun time. We always have a really good time there, so it's going to be really, really fun. This is no different. The only thing that's going to change this year is that I have to, I, I like, I, I buy you the, the first round. Like, I buy the first <laughs> round because my the damn Patriots lost. Well, the damn Saints lost, too, so. Yeah. So, yeah, we're both kind of in recovery mode. Yeah. But the XFL, though. Yeah. Big win for the D.C. Defenders this week. Yeah. Proud of them. And also, uh, it actually made news here. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who's in charge of picking the stories on the news broadcast here, but the XFL D.C. Defenders beer snake made it onto the sports of uh, the news here in town. Thanks. Well, I mean, you know, when the owner decided to come out and add some cups to the, to the beer snake... <laughs> It's newsworthy. It's yeah. newsworthy. So it made the uh, it made the sports uh, on Monday this week. So you know, there's that. So go defenders. We're real proud. They're back on track, and uh, the, I, I fully expect them to be uh, con- serious contenders going into the rest of the season. Uh, you you got to watch out though, because you know, with the show, I rep the the defenders. Right. Personally, uh, I'm a, I'm also a Houston Roughnecks fan. Mm-hmm. And they're undefeated still, right? They are. They are. You're going to have to watch out for my boys, though. At the time of this recording, Dick Cheney's alive, and the Houston Roughnecks are still undefeated in the XFL. <laughs> we got both of them. It's two things. We got both. So, I wanted to... Uh, my... Go ahead. I'm go sorry. ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no, I was, I was going to change... I was, I was going to shift to something else, but if you're... if you, You've got more on the XFL, so please continue. I was just going to say, nothing would make me happier than a final showdown, a final championship game between D.C. and Houston. Oh, my God. Like, who would you root for, though? Like, who would you? Oh, uh, just to be the voice of dissension against you, I feel like right. I'd have to go for Houston. That, and, and I understand that. For, for show bets alone. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We would have incredible <laughs> show bets. Uh, we should have made a bet because talk nerdy to me has rejected the D.C. Defenders and has instead embraced the Battlehawks, the St. Louis Battlehawks. And we had the perfect opportunity to make a show-versus-show bet when they went head-to-head this past weekend, but we missed it. So next time, we would have dominated. Because D.C. dominates. Yeah, they are. They're chump stains. They suck. So... They ain't got nothing on the beer snake. They ain't got nothing on the team itself. So, lame. Sure. Um, so I had a, um, as I was going through um, cleaning up and organizing, I came across something that sort of lends itself to a bigger point of discussion, but also uh, I'm organizing all my board games. And I'm going through and I've got like, you know, my 12 copies of, of Jenga where I've written drinking rules on the other side. Um, Dollar. And poop dollar. And, uh, you know, so I've got them like organized where it's like the drinking party games and then like the games that, you know, I'm I, like people can come over and see like on the shelf. Uh, like I have ones that are like, these are for everybody. These are for certain people. And. So I'm putting up my games, and I came across the uh, – the. there's a company called Restoration Games, 
And they basically, they go back and they pick like really popular games from usually the eighties and they'll remake them. They'll buy the rights to them. They'll kind of update them and, and refresh them for, you know, current game mechanics that have been, you know, uh, added to games since the game's release. The most popular one that they've done so far is uh, Fireball Island. I've heard of Fireball Island. And it's the one. It's it's like the big board game where like the fireballs roll down off of the thing. Uh, like if you Google Fireball oh. Island. And so like I went all in. Like I have the I have the base game and I have all the expansion packs and stuff. And I'm going through it. And the thing that really sticks out at me is I have I, I bought like the bees expansion pack because bees. Um, and uh, <laughs> but the one thing that really stuck out at me is that as a kid. I really thought that quicksand was going to be a bigger obstacle in my life. Yeah. That I was going to run, I was going to run into quicksand like all the time and I needed to be ready for quicksand because there was like pitfall and, you know, fireball Island and all these things that like quicksand was like the thing to watch out for. And I haven't done it yet because I wanted to save it for this conversation, but I'm going to actually look up how many quicksand related deaths there have been in the United States or in the world. Because um, I feel like in the United States there aren't that many, but quicksand-related deaths per year. Do people still die? How deadly is quicksand? Okay. How many people die worldwide on a yearly basis because of quicksand? I went to uh, Quora, Q-U-O-R-A dot com. That someone okay. actually has a. Uh, a question. This is uh, this has has three answers. How many people die worldwide on a yearly basis because of quicksand? Per Jorgensen, uh, who is a he works for the University of Kansas. Uh, he yeah. he works in the journalism department. He says none. That is nobody dies by being sucked down into quicksand because quicksand doesn't work that way. Its density is higher than your body's, so you could only sink so far. Quicksand swallowing you up only happens in old Hollywood movies. What does happen is that people panic and get their feet and legs stuck in mud or quicksand and drown while the tide comes in. Okay. Oh, I would count that a death by quicksand. I would. Um, Virginia Penley. Uh, no credits. I don't know what her qualifications are. But Virginia says quicksand does exist, but it is very rare. It's often used as a way to scare kids from trespass. I don't I don't I don't trust you. I'm sorry. Trespassing, just trespass. And it's two words. Like she put it as two words. Tress T R E S S and Pass. Yeah. So Virginia, you're done. Uh and then Someone, this is, yeah, obviously, Ozone Ocean MJM says, I do not have numbers, but dying because of quicksand is not uncommon. It happens yearly. Oh, we got a a dissenting opinion. People become stuck in muddy patches of land and die when the tide, okay, it's when the tide comes back in. So, yeah, I was reading through the rule book, and, you know, you can draw a quicksand card, and I'm like, as a kid, when I was like 11, I was like, I feel like I had to be keenly aware of all quicksand-related properties and issues. Yeah, uh, the same thing with, like... Lava? 
Um, no, I was going to say the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, yeah. Like, your boy thought the Bermuda Triangle was going to, like, huge thing at a later date in life. Like, at the age of seven, all, like, I didn't want to go anywhere else on vacation. I wanted to go to the Bermuda Triangle. (laughs) I'm reading the Boxcar Children books, and I am going to the Bermuda Triangle. Boxcar Kids, yes. I always said (laughs) that I wanted to uh, start a fake band called the Bermuda Philharmonic Orchestra. And halfway through the concert, the guy on the triangle just leaves. And that's a good just, bit. Yeah, like that would just be the that that's the end of the concert. But so after getting over my issue with quicksand and lava and, and to a lesser extent, bees like bees haven't really been a big issue for me in life. But, you know, I guess I got to be aware of them. Beware. Beware. Be aware and beware of bees. Um, be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. And B-Y-O-B. It's just good Boys. form. So Boys. I just, like, I got really happy that, because if you try and find an original copy of Fireball Island, it's like, it's ridiculously expensive. So I'm really happy that Restoration Games you know, recreated this game, basically remade, rebooted this game in general. And so I wanted to go on record as to say that when it comes to board games, I'm all for reboots, restarts, like redos, remakes. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, Because as you said, like, there are ever-changing, like, rules and mm-hmm. improvements on the game, and I'm excited because Monopoly has, like, what they're calling the longest edition now. Oh, no. Has one dice and double the spaces. Uh, I think they said the average runtime is four and a half hours, for average uh, playtime. If you and I, you know, may- maybe on a weekend where I'm coming to visit or you're coming here to visit, we will, uh, we'll do a run and we'll like, we'll play a game and we'll just keep checking in with live videos as to how it's going and how much we hate it. (laughs) Can we, can we team up with the other gentlemen for this one? Yeah. Yeah. It would be teams. And then like the, the only thing that really changes is we just keep looking more disgruntled and there's more empty beer bottles behind us as we keep checking in. Some point in time, I'm just asleep on Commander Scott. Yeah, you're just you're just laying across him, and he's just like stroking their hair, and we're just playing, and it's like finally we made it to Park Place. All right, that's once around, <laughs> and that's it. We've gone around once. I want you to know, I haven't bought it yet, but because but it's only twenty dollars on Amazon. That's not bad. We may no. we may be using some show no. some show cash for that because that that might be worth it. That might be good. So board games, I'm totally in for remakes, reboots. I can't say that I'm really for movie remakes, reboots. Uh, I just... I I go back and forth. Like, there, there are certain remakes are, that I think are better than the original. Um, 
The most famous one, it's even kind of hard to say it's a remake, is The Thing. It's a remake from the 55 Thing from right. Outer Space. Um, other ones, uh, there's always the one where I say Fight Me, and I think the Dawn of the Dead remake is better. Oh, yeah, I know. It absolutely is. Uh, n- um, I like the Night of the Living Dead remake. I'm trying to think of some non-horror ones. And when it comes to reboots, uh, Evil Dead from 2013 is one of my absolute favorite yeah. horror movies ever. Okay. Uh, then there's some other stuff. Yeah, then there's the bad um, stuff. Aside from the 1990 version, I'm looking at every other remake of Night of the Living Dead that's been done, all like 30 of them. The 90s one is good. The Tom Savini one. Yeah. That one's like the only good one. I'm a huge fan of the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Ugh. Insaw uh, from 03 is fine, but yeah, it's good. that's kind of how I feel about the original. So. Yeah, you know how I feel about the first one, and yeah. we've gone on record over and over again about how much I freaking hate the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The 03 remake, I'm okay with. I'm actually good with that one. Fair. And I'll ask you a, um, I'll ask you a question. Okay. Any live action remakes have you been really invested into seeing? <sighs> well, that should answer your question. Not many. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, you can always at least bank on Disney to have like something fun or something halfway original. Yeah. You know, I understand that a lot of them are uh, person, love interest, story, conflict, resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But, you know, they always put an interesting twist on it. But I just don't care. There has not been a single one of those live action remakes, reboots or whatever that has grabbed my attention and just been like, I have to go see this in theaters. Yeah, it, it's tough because here's here's the big problem. I think with remakes and reboots is they should be used on a movie that has potential and could be really good. But for whatever reason, the first time around, it was not great. It should be like, you should remake a movie that was like a, like a six out of 10. You shouldn't be remaking, you know, really good movies. Like you shouldn't remake the fog. Yeah. Because it's it's that movie, the original Fog, John Carpenter's The Fog is a solid eight out of ten. You don't need to touch it. It's there's no point to remake it. Um, Footloose. You don't need to remake it. It's a solid eight out of ten. Leave it alone. Break. Yeah, Point Break. Leave Point Break alone. Remake so bad, people forgot it happened. Yeah, that I because yeah, I honestly uh, did until you said it. How about that RoboCop remake from a few years ago? Uh, if I had a toilet flushing. Someone's so bad they're ignoring it and trying it again. Yep. <sighs> so yeah, use it. Use it on stuff like every every so often, someone will come. Someone will come around and be like, "They should remake Back to the Future." And it's, shut up. And it's like that movie is a solid ten out of ten. Leave that shit alone. Like use it for movies that you're like. Man, like that that was pretty good, but like it could have been a lot better if use it for that stuff. Let's touch on something real quick. Okay. 
we're talking about remakes, we're talking about reboots. Yeah. We are both huge, and I mean huge, CM Punk fans. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. easily in our top five of all time for both of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have any interest in seeing him play Ash Williams in an Evil Dead remake? That's what's going around because of his performance in Girl on the Third Floor. Because he kind of looks like because uh, uh, he kind of looks like Bruce Campbell and would make a good Ash. It's like why not just have him in an Evil Dead movie, not playing Ash? Right, just have, yeah, have him in an Evil Dead movie. And I'm sorry that he's a white dude with a uh, like brown or black hair, and it keeps it in kind of like the Marine cut, like Bruce yeah. Campbell did. <sighs> what? <laughs> I just I don't get it. I I don't get this. I want him to play Ashley Williams. It's like, no, I don't want anyone else to play Ashley Williams. Right. That's kind of the point is like, you, no, like leave that. It, it, it's just like when we went through this, when they had uh Jackie Earl Haley play Freddy Krueger, <laughs> I don't want anybody else to be Freddy Krueger. And if that means that we don't get any more Freddy Krueger nightmare on Elm streets, I'm okay with that. And I, I just, would I have interest in seeing CM Punk in an Evil Dead style movie, goofy or serious? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah, you're, you're damn right. Absolutely. But I don't need or want him to play Ashley J. Williams. That's Bruce Campbell. Bruce right. Campbell is Ash. So what we're going to do for next week, oh. we're going to spend just five minutes, you and I, over the course of next week, between now and then, we're going to come up with a few movies that we would like to see if they were to reboot or redo with CM Punk, we're going to come up with some <laughs> because I feel I like now that. we need to, now we need to, and then we're going to tag him and see what happens. Um, while we're touching on it, I, you know me, I have to talk about games. Of course you do. And that's okay because I, I would like to as well. THQ Nordic is currently like churning out these, um, like, in the Cursed Mummy and put it out on Switch, which is kind of a random game to re-release because it's not like it ever really sold that well to begin with. It's a great game, a, an, an amazing like platforming puzzle solver where you also kind of like have some Legend of Zelda style like fighting. Mm-hmm. But was was that ever really like in demand? Was anyone asking for that? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't uh, destroy all humans? There, who asked for that? Like, guys, if you're spending all this money and putting all this effort in to just remake a game, why didn't you just make a sequel? Why didn't you just make Destroy All Humans 3? Why why are you spending as much money just redoing the first one? Right. Uh, And again, I'll touch on some that I think have done, like... uh, all of the PS2 classic like packs that were put out on PS3, like the Jack and Dexter, Sly Cooper, mm-hmm. God of War, all those are really enjoyed. But there have been some that have been kind of like, and I I enjoy the game I'm about to talk about. I really did enjoy the Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah. You can call a game that came out 22 years ago and the revamped version of it. It should not have been a contender for game of the year, in 2019. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. That's dumb. It's not, there was nothing new about it. Like, you know, Resident Evil 7 deserved to be nominated for Game of the Year in 2018. Yeah, because yeah, it was terrifying. And I'm not like, 
And I'm, I'm already gearing up to be mad in December again when Resident Evil 3 is nominated for Game of the Year. Because Nemesis is being re-released. But I just... And I, I appreciate when they, like... When they'll update stuff and put it on, like, new consoles. Because when uh, Borderlands 3 was getting ready to come out, they re-released Borderlands on PS4 and Xbox One. Okay, I understand you want to get people that, like, are vested into... Like, you want people that are interested in the franchise to be able to go back and play the originals without having to get a new console. Yeah. I'm on board with that. That's, that's, a, that's a good idea. But... And then there's stuff like The Last Guardian was a game that had been rumored and talked about for like 13 years. Uh, you know, in the same vein that like Duke Nukem Forever had. And everyone was like all excited about it. If, if you're unfamiliar with the concept, it's the third in the trilogy between like Ico, Shadow of the Colossus, and then there was The Last Guardian. Uh, it ended up coming out, I think, two, two or three years ago to very mixed reviews. It also came out like less than a year after they'd re-released Shadow of the Colossus for the third time. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Love the game. Top 25 game of all time for me. Like some of the most fun I had on the PS2. And it looks good on PS4. I don't know why I keep buying it. I've already <laughs> played the game. Um, but it's just one of those things that's like, I would have much rather seen the love and the care that they put into that remake be put into The Last Guardian because it was a super okay game. Felt clunky and it felt unfinished and felt like a, we've got to get this out or we're never going to kind of situation. Yeah. I will go one yeah. step further. Oh? As to say that I am with very, very few exceptions, I am very anti this remastering of games. Okay. Uh, mostly because 99% of the time, it's not really a remaster. They don't really do anything. They just port it over. And it really annoys me. Um, or they lie and they say that they're going to add multiplayer to it at a later date to get you to buy it, and then the company just, like, vanishes. You're not talking about anything in specific there, are you? I'm absolutely not talking about Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. Yeah, no. Yeah, what a dog well, turd of a project that was. Um, and prime example. Uh, you know me, big Jack and Dex fan. Still the same OG. Tried to... <laughs> and was gonna <laughs> was gonna go because uh, limited run put them out, and I was gonna try and pick up all three Jack One or Jack and Daxter, Jack Two and Jack Three. Mm -hmm. uh, until I found out that they're the emulator versions and not the remake versions from PS3 that play better than the PS2 ones. It's an emulated version of the PS2 game. Uh, see that's going back and finding that. Yeah. I have no interest in going back and finding because I. It was uh, 2019. They put Jack Three on sale. It released on my birthday. I was like, "Well, happy birthday to me!" Here we go. And I just, I've had a hard time, like diving into it because it's it's not the it it doesn't play well. It doesn't look great. It doesn't play well, and overall, it is. 
it makes me like wish I still had the, my PS3 and the PS3 copy I had of the Jack and Dexter trilogy because they put so much time and effort into those remasters. Right. Like when done this well, this just felt like a cash grab. Yeah, like when done well, they're great. Like uh, I know they did a lot of work on the um, the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. Yeah. To uh, like really utilize the PS4 resources as opposed to just playing them on PS3. Yeah, those did a lot. Like th- those, I'm fine with. Because you actually put work into it. It wasn't just literally a slap the code over, put it on a new disc, and mail it out. Like, you actually tried. It just seems like most of them, uh, like the um, the Batman Arkham set, the Return to Arkham set, mm-hmm. like the same glitches and bugs and stuff from the original PS3 and Xbox 360 versions are, are carried over. So literally all they did was just copy and paste the code. You know, like, that's annoying. Like, that's the stuff I don't like. I'm anti that. Uh, I'm going to call out specifically, not Naughty Dog, because they sold the rights, and I can't remember what company redid the, the Crash Bandicoot collection. Oh, yeah. Because Crash 1, 2, and 3 all controlled vastly differently. Yep. Three of those games used the same um, control scheme. Mm-hmm. Screw it, especially the first game, uh, the high road specifically. It was already a supremely, supremely difficult level. But when you change the controls to, uh, like, the first one didn't have, like, there's almost a slight delay when you hit the jump button now. Yeah. So, and you don't jump as far as you did in the original. So, right up, I got to that level in the, in Jack, or in Jack, in Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. On the remaster, and I was done. Yep. I was like, I, this is too frustrating, and what, what's your go-to? Is this more fun than work? Right. I, 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 that's a that's a great gauge. Is, is it more fun than work? If it's more work than fun, and you're not having enough fun, don't do it. Hmm? Just stop doing it. It's worked out well for me so far. So follow in my uh, footsteps. Oh God, no! Don't follow. Don't in follow in my footsteps. That's a bad idea. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, and uh, I just it kills the originality uh, for a lot of movies for me, and I, I I hate to see this like oh well remakes and sequels are the highest grossing things uh, of the year, and I'm like no, oh, that's kind of a fucking bummer. Because, like, I, I, I have, I'd I, like to say that I watch a lot of horror. I do. Yeah. And it just feels like there's just... I, I want there to be originality. And I want there to be... I want there to just be stuff that I'm, like, going to be excited about and be like... I want to go to a movie theater and be like, holy shit, I've never seen that before. Right. And, you know... Uh overshadowed by the you can't just have one movie you have to have a franchise hive mind that happens yeah there's something to be said about going to a movie watching just a single individual one movie and having a great time with it being completely and it doesn't have to be completely original but not a sequel prequel 
spin-off, remake, reboot, what have you. Just something. Yep. And those are getting more and more rare. Uh, there was this movie. I would kill someone oh. for a new Friday the 13th movie. But anyway, go ahead. But I also feel like a new Friday the 13th movie is like, and you and I have talked about this, the, the whole big rumor that like, I was, I don't know if we've talked about this, but like, I was really, really, really on board with the idea of a found footage Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, I would be okay with that. It's it's an established property doing something new, which eh, argue the you'd still argue the reboot, no. remake, or whatever the hell you want to call it thing there, but at least they'd be trying something different. And if it didn't work, it's not like you know a lot of those movies didn't work. So, <laughs> well, uh, uh, I did read the script for the one where it's actually his dad. It's Elias. Uh, I'll forward it to you. It's, it's bad. Like, it's really bad. But, I mean, it is what it is. Because part of it is, like, you know going in. Like, I knew going in because I, you had to, I had to, like, hunt down that script. So I knew what I wanted. So I knew when I was reading it what it was. And it was just, it was a lot of disappointment. But I'll forward it to and you. And if we're, if we're going to talk... Uh, bad movies or bad remakes that did nothing but gender swap. Yeah. We talk about cabin fever. Oh my God. What a waste of a movie that was. What a, just a terribly stupid idea. Useless. Yeah. All the way around. Just, yeah, just real bad. I'm I'm also going to go on a very, uh, law, like I'm, uh, I'm stamping it, uh, I'm going on record and saying uh, the Suspiria remake is not good. Is it not? It need to be another 40 minutes long. Uh... Original Argento one is awesome. Oh, yeah. It's really good. The new one is not. Well, that's disappointing. That's all I have to say about that. Lame. That's good. Um, So, yeah, just uh, reboot culture. Just, yeah. yeah. I hate sequels, Mm -hmm. but we don't need reboots. Right, right. And uh, if you want another take on reboots, listen to Talk Nerdy to me this week. They'll reboot this conversation. That's the joke. Now... Can we get a little free form right here? Because we have something that we need to do. We're uh, long overdue for this. If you joined us so last cool. week, we started a new email account, misconnectionsguy at gmail.com, because we were trolling uh, the missed connections section of Craigslist locally. And we found an ad, and we replied to an ad. And I think... Uh, I feel bad because we got a reply like the next day and we haven't replied yet. All right. Uh, so I'm going to read uh, originally, uh, which also I, I was supposed to text you. Your job right now uh, is to find another photo to send. Okay. So you need to find me another photo if you would be so kind because I can't. 
Um, but here's, uh, I'm going to reread the ad and then I'm going to read our response and then the response that we got because we did get a response. So you, and then you and I are going to craft another response to send. And then we'll keep going back and forth. We won't go a week in between each response. Uh, like we'll reply throughout the week and then do another update next week. But okay. So the title is of the post was, do you want to be a father? And the post was SWF seeking her forever. There's no punctuation, by the way. SWF seeking her forever. I have an 11-month-old daughter whose father is absent. I'm 35, 5, blue eyes, dark hair, 200 pounds, searching for a single man who wants a relationship and to possibly to a father to my daughter. Please send photo with email. Okay, so if you followed that, that's exactly how it's written. We responded back. Uh, Joe Smith responded back. Mistconnectionsguy at gmail.com. Howdy. I saw your Craigslist post and couldn't help but reply. It has always been my dream to be the father of a stranger's 11-month-old. And now I have the chance! Exclamation point. We can do all sorts of fun activities together. I can feed you. We can sit on the couch and watch Netflix together. Or anything else that doesn't involve physical activity or exercise. I have attached a photo of myself so you can see me in all my glory. I would love to see a photo of you, too. Winking face. Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for your time. Dash. Or signed. Your hopeful soon-to-be baby daddy. And we attached a photo. I see that I've gotten a text message. Thank you. Uh, Oh, dear Jesus. (laughs) Oh, all right. Unfortunately, I have to save to gallery. Okay, here we go. Here's the response that we got. So it's, it's important to note that we sent that uh, at 8.17 p.m. that night, live as it happened, almost exactly seven days ago. And the next day, at 11.28 a.m., we got the following response. Again, I'll tell you when there's punctuation. Hi, exclamation point. Oh, should, should, I, should I say her name? I feel like I, I feel like I should retract the name, so I'm going to do that. Hi! Exclamation point. I'm her name. Redacted. Yeah, redacted. Your name. Your response has got to be the most thought out and written I've gotten. I'm attaching a pic. Period. I'm an open book, so feel free to ask me anything you'd like. And then she attached a photo. She attached two photos. She attached a photo of herself and then a photo of her and her 11-month-old. So it's at this point that I'm starting to feel a little guilty. Because I'm like, first of all, we sent one of the most unappealing pictures I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's just not a good photo. And, you know, I thought we were, like, if you read between the lines, it would be pretty obvious that we were joking that it wasn't going to be serious when i say you know we could feed you or we say you know we could do things that don't require physical activity i've always dreamed about being the father of a stranger's 11 month old i feel like those are cues that tell you that it's not real but apparently we were wrong so we have two options Option A, we can reply back and say, hey, we're from a podcast. You know, we were just doing it for fun. 
um, the picture we attached, you know, blah, blah, blah. Really sorry. I hope that, uh, you know, uh, we, we thought that you would realize that it was a joke and not really reply. Best of luck. Or option B, we can double down. We can push forward and go even more insane and proceed. Did we flip for it? But, yeah. Do you have a coin? Yeah. All right. I, I like, and I want you to know if we if we do double down on this, I have prepared. Right. And I know you're going to laugh when you find out if we prepare, like what I prepared. But we'll, we'll see. Okay. All right. Heads, the podcast. Okay. Tails, double down. Okay. Please let it be double down. Please let it be double down. Go. Hold on. It fell. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What is it? We have to be nice guys. Oh, come on. That's very disappointing. I mean, we, we don't have to be. I mean, we don't have to follow the coin, but it's a way of life. What I uh, what I had reply, what I had prepared in response is I had like 25 random questions to ask. It was just like <laughs> a list of questions because she said, I'm an open book. Um, you know, ask me anything you'd like. I was going to just reply with like, I'm so glad that you said that. I have the following questions. And then I was just going to like paste in like 30 questions that are like really random. But like so uh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Uh yeah, the other option is we just ghost her and don't do it. <laughs> that's the other option, like we just don't do anything. I texted you that to try yeah. and be sneaky. Yeah, no, that like that's the option other option is we just ghost her and that's it. Um, because I feel also that if it was really important to her and she was like really excited about it, she would have sent a follow up email mm. and just been like, Hey, I noticed that you haven't replied to my email. Something, something. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, Dad, do you want to tell her the podcast thing, or do you just want to call it a day? Yeah, I feel like I would rather ghost her than 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 cop to what's going on. To be honest with you. Well, this was a fun bit for a week. <laughs> well, no. Well, my my next question is: Do you want to pick another one? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Oh my God, there's so many good ones. Okay. Oh, okay. Here are the options that we have. I'm so distraught already. I love it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, this could be so good. Okay. So we have from today from a nearby town, not from here, but a nearby town. The title is Need Wife Serviced. <laughs> Don't even read anything else. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get to the body of that email. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Need wife serviced. Oh, oh my good God almighty. Okay. 
out of town this weekend needing someone to come and do my wife. Please call or text for more info. And then they spell out their phone number. And I know it's accurate because the area code's right. Oh my gosh, we could text him with the show. You could also just make him our reach out to America person. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, this is out of town this weekend needing someone to come and do my wife. That's literally what it said. Someone to come and do my wife. Someone to come and do my wife. Please call or text for more info. And then the number is like written out. Oh my god. I kind of want to just be like, hey, I need to see a picture of her first. And then, and then tweet that from our account. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Here we go. I'm firing up the, the official. All right. I need to text. Where's the texting? Okay, right here. Okay. Uh... And you know what I'm going to send first? <laughs> All right. Text that phone number. All right. Here we are. I got the number pulled up. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Hey, exclamation point. I saw your. Craigslist. Oh God. That's going to be next week's opening. Craigslist post. Exclamation point or period. Period. Don't want to seem too eager. Comma. Comma. All right. Hey, exclamation point. I saw your Craigslist post, comma. And. And I'm interested. All right. I'm just going to send that. There's just, just, just a few. I don't want to. I don't want to. It's not an email. I don't want to. I don't want to do the whole thing right now. So we'll send that and see what happens. All right. It says, hey, I saw your Craigslist post and I'm interested. Bam, it's sent. It's done. Hey. Hey. Uh. All right. <laughs> this is that like this is now trolling on net on uh Craigslist is my favorite thing like ever now. Okay, I think we're almost at that time while we wait for a response. I haven't gotten a response. Because you know, you know when they're like, hey, send me a picture. I'm going to send that one picture. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know I've said it. All right. Oh, I know. Okay. I know. So now it's time. We need a theme song for this one, too, for this, this segment of our show. Before we wrap it up, before we call it a day on the show. Uh, it's time to, uh, it's for our newest feature, uh, Chris and Chris reach out and touch America. And what we do, if you have not, if you're not familiar with this, with this, uh, part of the show, if you missed last week's and our but shout out to our buddy Tomas, uh, what we do is we pick a random number and we just, we just randomly just out of the sky. We just pick a random phone number. We call it, we talk to the person on the other end, get to know them, 
See what they're into. See what they're about. And I believe this one, we are going to the heart of the Big Apple. We're going to New York City this time. Uh-oh. And all I need, if you would be so kind, is uh, four digits. Magic number this week yeah. is eight, two, seven, nine. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be for this gimmick. Right? <laughs> I feel like this goes, this has the potential to, it goes either one of two ways. It's either going to go really well or it's going to go really, really poorly. I've got faith in us. This, I, this I think will, so. Uh, so we're going to have to do, we're going to have to adjust, we're going to have to, we, we talked about this, we're going to have to adjust our approach because we're going to have to uh, introduce ourselves first. Say that we're Chris and Chris, we're on a podcast and we're trying to get to know America and the people in this country, due to coronavirus, we're not a lot, we, we don't want to road trip around, so we're calling people, and we'd like to ask them some questions. I feel like that's the best way. Oh, they replied back and said it was a fake post. Damn it. And I'm going to say, can I see her anyway? <laughs> now I'm going to troll this guy. He says... He says, it was a fake post, and I say, can I see her anyway? Okay, anyway. Um, oh, no, oh, no, it, it killed the phone number. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, what were those last four one more time, and then we'll call. And then we'll... Uh, 8279. 8279. Okay, here we go. You ready? He just replied back, LOL. And then after, <laughs> after the call, I'm going to say, so is that a no? Uh, but we're, we'll get to that. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Chris and Chris, reach out and touch America. All right, we're dialing. New York, New York. If it's a voicemail, we're going to leave a voicemail. Oh, yeah. They probably won't pick it up because they're going to see that it's out of state, and they're probably not going to be interested. Hello? Hello? Hi. We are uh, Chris and Chris. We're doing a podcast Hi. right now. And uh, we're doing a, a, a segment on our show that we like to call where we reach out and touch America, where we're trying to get to know people around the country. Do you have a couple minutes where you could talk to us? No, sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you anyway. They hung up. All right. Oh, boo. All right. Well, we can, do you, do you hey, have, at least we got somebody. Yeah, we got somebody that time. It, it's roulette, man. Like, sometimes you get is, somebody uh, that, that has time to talk, and sometimes you don't. And Someone's going to be really excited to talk to us eventually. At some point, we're going to get somebody. Then they're going to get to know us, and yeah, uh, they're going to regret it. It's not going to be good. Um, all right, I'm going to text him back. I'm going to say, so that's a no. Bummer. <laughs> All right, we're, I'm, I'm gonna keep. I might make a new friend out of this. I don't know. We're just gonna keep going until. Not against the idea. No, I mean it could be cool. We could have them on. I think you. I think you. You, you pitched that already, though. So. Uh, I did pitch uh, talking to them as part of a. Uh, yeah, I stole your idea. I'm sorry. So. Well, you know. Uh. 
And he says, you want to send me pics of your wife? And I'm going to say, no, but I also, but I didn't make a, an online post. So dot, dot, dot. Now, now it's, it's, it's going to get aggressive here in a second. Because he said, you want to send me pics of your wife? And I said, no, but I didn't make an online post, so dot, dot, dot. I didn't either. Oh, somebody did. Oh. So someone, someone trolled you. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. We're doing a podcast right now. <laughs> Want to come on and talk about it? I said, oh, so someone trolled you. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. We're doing a podcast right now. Want to come on and talk about it? If he says yes, <laughs> if he says yes, I'm going to call him. And oh, absolutely. Like, this is, this is, this I hope be, he says yes. This is, what's gonna, this is just how it's going to happen. Please say yes. Please say yes. Come on. Come on. This would, this would end it on such a high note. Um, I'm good. Uh, Damn it. Fuck. All right. Fuck you, dude. All right. If you change your mind, we're here. Fucking loser. Yeah, what a dipshit. No wonder someone trolled you, you asshole. Now, now it's like I've completely turned. Now I'm like, man, I want him to come on and talk about his side, and it'll be great. And now I'm just like, fuck this guy. He sucks. Yeah, he's he's a wiener. Yep. All right, so uh, we'll try again. We'll try the uh, Chris and Chris Reach Out and Touch America roulette next week. And, Someone will talk to us. Oh, yeah. At some point, we're going to have, like, the best possible conversation, and it's going to be – one of two things is going to happen. Either we're going to uh, – we're going to have somebody that's like really, really wants to talk to us, or we're going to accidentally run into like a famous person. You have no clue how much I was hoping we would get some like Wall Street CEO. Right. Like someone that's just like randomly, they're like, I'm the CEO of whatever company. And you're like, damn. Can we have jobs? Yeah, please. He says, who is we and what's the name of your podcast? All right. We're doing this now. <laughs> All right. Well, we call them that. We call them that a week. I think we are. I, I think we're about to wrap it up. Um, I told him Chris and Chris oh. talk nerdy to me uh, is the name of the Chris the and Chris talk nerdy to me. No, what? I, well, he, he talk nerdy to me brand. Yeah, he said, "What's the name of your podcast?" And I'm giving him the brand. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And uh, no, what a what a tell, tell me he's a nerd. Um, well, we will have better luck next week. We will find someone that wants to sit down and talk to us. We will talk movies we would like or remakes we would like to see CM Punk in. And uh, that and much, much more here at Best Friends in the World.